Hello, friends. Welcome to I Am Who I Am podcast. Amen. Now we're in Revelation Wednesday, in chapter 2 here. And uh, these are all, if I haven't said it before, these are all words in red. Uh, this is where Christ directly was revealing uh, things to John. It's both through the, his angel and through Jesus himself. John was receiving from both. So it's interesting the way this revelation was. There's so, there's so much here. Um, John was caught up into heaven in a vision, saw things directly, heard from this angel, from, from God's angel, and also heard directly from Jesus. So uh, that's why I'm glad they do the words in red like this, so you know there's a differentiation. You can see what's going on there. So Christ himself is going to reveal to John what the seven churches, what um, the pronouncement for each of the seven churches. So just so just so you know that, I wanted to put that out there in case you didn't know that. So, okay, because if, if, if you just heard me reading it, you wouldn't know for sure that I was talking directly to, about Jesus here, so... So anyway, let's get right into it. We start in the church of Ephesus, the book of Ephesians, same same church. These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Those are the stars in the lampstands we saw in the first chapter. Um, those were the angels of the churches and the churches. Um, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. So the church was doing a lot of things right. It says they 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 were working hard. And they, they were persevering. They couldn't tolerate wicked men. They tested. There were false, false imagine that, false apostles. <laughs> Man, and people just show up and say, hey, I'm Apostle Bob. And uh, no, you're not. And have found them false. You have persevered and endured hardships. So they were enduring hardships for Christ's name and had not grown weary. <coughs> So a lot of good things were happening in this church. They were doing a lot of good things. And this is the, for five of the seven churches, this is the pattern. Jesus will tell them what they're doing right and then correct them. So he's he's just told Ephesus, what you're doing right, and now comes the correction. So, you know, this is a good pattern, you know, when we're dealing with people that are messing up. You know, if you say, you know, Bob, you do, you know, you're doing a great job over here. Things are going well. Uh, that right there that you did, that's fantastic. But, <laughs> and that's what Jesus is about to do, the big but. But, it said, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So they forsook their first love. How many people that do you know personally, and I know a bunch, that were doing well, they were running their race. At the beginning of the race, they were running really well. Things were good. They were in love with Jesus he was their first love. 
And then all of a sudden they started, you know, it, it either it was an all of a sudden they started to downhill slide uh, away from Christ or it was a slow progression away from Christ. But their first love, Jesus Christ, all of a sudden wasn't the most important thing in, thing in their life anymore. And man, this is such a common pattern in the body of Christ. When people come into Christ, they're all excited. And then the routine of the regular life, it's kind of like the Israelites, when they cross the Red Sea, they cross the Red Sea and they're celebrating and Miriam is leading worship. And then routine set in and then the daily struggle of life set in and then just boredom set in and hard days set in and things not always going well or being exciting set in. And all of a sudden they weren't in love with God as much as they had been. In fact, to the point of building a golden calf and going, uh, going sideways totally on God. People in Christ do this all the time. And it's, I, I don't know what people expect that life is life. There's good days and bad days and you're in Christ. It's the same thing. You're going to have good days and we've got a devil. We've got Satan or Lucifer coming at us all the time. <laughs> so he's going to amplify all the bad that that's happening. You're like, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to make you be able to see all of the bad, but, and then try to minimize the good. And, and that's what happens. That's how you lose your first love in Christ. And again, so many people do this, and it's such a dreadful, dreadful mistake. We have to learn to walk daily with God, where it's a daily walk with Him. And it's not built on emotion, it's built on love, it's built on respect, it's built on fear of the Lord, it's built on all of these foundational truths, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. It's built on what's real realizing that, hey, it's not all going to be candy and flowers. There's going to be some hard drudgery. There's going to be some hard work involved. But we're supposed to hang on and hold on to him through it all and remember who our first love is, and that's Jesus Christ crucified. That's him who hung on the cross for us. And so that was Ephesus's first, that was, that was the Ephesian church's mistake here. And again, it's a very common, that's why I think this is the first church uh, the first church that they that um, uh, that they talk about this this is such a problem as people losing that honeymoon relationship with God they get out of that and they just go you know oh gosh you know where's all the excitement in the fireworks and Fourth of July fireworks anymore well guess what life isn't all fireworks. Sometimes life is digging a ditch. <laughs> Sometimes life is working real hard twelve hours a day. But you never let go of your first love. Always you remember Christ. You always stay in love with Jesus. It's so critical. Let's continue on here. It says, remember the height from which you have fallen. Man, when you fall out of love, that's a big height. Especially with Christ, that's a big height you fall from. Repent and do the things you did at first. Again, he offers repentance. That is so God is so kind. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Let's see what verse is that. Um, verse 5. Let's see if they cover that here at the bottom. I want to make sure we get that right. Remove your, to, For to Jesus to remove your lampstand from place would mean the church would cease to be an effective church just as the seven branches... Branch candlestick in the temple gave light for the priest to see the church's uh, 
or to give light to their surrounding communities. But Jesus warned them that the light could go out. In fact, Jesus himself would extinguish any light that did not fulfill its purpose. The church had to repent of its sins. That's a good interpretation of that. And I've heard, I heard a, a, a um, I heard um, a preach uh, a sermon one time about these seven churches and the two churches um, Smyrna and uh, Smyrna and Philadelphia. There is still a, a, a Christian witness in those two places, but in these other five places, there are no longer Christian witness. So the church, these churches were extinguished. They were snuffed out um, because they they didn't repent. They didn't turn. So so again, and and how many churches? in this country and around the world are are um, lukewarm or they just are having no effect on their community and so it and, and and that's a tragedy and that's a tragedy amen um and but he did he, they hated the practices of the nicolaitans which he also hated and that was a um, that was a pagan uh the Nicolaitans were believers who compromised their faith in order to enjoy some simple practices of the Ephesian societies. Um, they were, let's see here, as a carry out. Yeah, they were just as like temple prostitution. They, you know, there were some. There was the temple prostitutes and things like that. There were practices. There were some very bizarre, strange practices back in those days. Sex and religion together and things like that. Some weird stuff. And so some of these churches were getting caught up in worldly things like that. And but this one wasn't one. They they hated the, those practices as well. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Man, in this hour, we have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. It's so important to listen to the Spirit in this hour. And again, what he says, let him who has ears hear what the Spirit says to the churches. God is speaking to all of us, and we need to be listening. And so many, unfortunately, aren't listening. It's sad. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Man, if you overcome, you get to eat from the tree, the tree of life, which Adam and Eve had in the paradise, <laughs> and which God's got waiting for us in paradise. Amen. That's the church of Ephesus. The next one. Um, the To the church in Smyrna, to the angel of the church in Smyrna, right? And this is a real short. Um these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again. I love that. Jesus is the first and the last who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Man, and he says, I love this. I know your affliction and your poverty, yet you are rich. Man, judge nothing by the outward circumstances. Don't don't judge any of your life by your outward circumstances. Don't judge God by your outward circumstances. These guys had affliction and poverty, but God said they're rich. Amen. It's not what our physical eyes and our physical heart see. It's what is our spiritual eyes and heart. It's it's all about what's spiritual. Amen. They were rich spiritually. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Man, that's darkness on steroids, isn't it? A synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. 
I tell you, the devil put some of you in prison to test you and you'll suffer persecution for 10 days. Man, excuse me. That he was warning them persecution was coming and they were going to suffer for 10 days. But he said, I love this. Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you the crown of life. Man, man, we have to be faithful right to the point of death. We have to hold on to God, hold on to Christ, even if it costs us our lives. If we lose our lives, we'll save it. So critical, especially in this hour. We don't know what's coming. We know darkness is coming on the earth. Great darkness, tribulational darkness is coming. Book of Revelation is coming. And we need to be willing to lay our lives down for our friend. And who is our ultimate friend? That is God. You know, um, greater love has no one than one who lays down his life for his friend. You know, God wants us to be his. Moses was God's friend. Abraham was God's friend. And God wants us to be his friend, which means there may be sacrifice involved, even to the point of death. Be willing to lay your life down. Christ laid his life down for you. Be willing to lay your life down for Christ. That's where the rubber meets the road. But if you walk with him every day, you will be. Amen. Uh, and then you'll get the crown of life. And you get to lay that at Jesus' feet. Isn't that cool? Amen. Um, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. There you go. Again, you have to have ears to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. If you overcome, you will not be hurt at all by the second death. Man, amen and amen. Um, I'm going to stop there today. I know it's, we're short here. It's only 14 minutes in. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stop there because uh, the, next, uh, the next two go on quite a bit for the next two because we still have in this first in the second chapter we have the church of pergamum and the church of thyatira i'll go if i do both of them i'm going to go 30 minutes and i don't want to i don't want to do that i like breaking these down and doing a good job trying to break them down like i did with ephesus and smyrna so we're going to call that good I think this is, I remember, I think this chapter I always break into two sections because there's so much information here. So, but anyway, love you, love you, can't get enough of you. Man, there's there's so many lessons we can learn 2,000 years out from this book or 1,900 years out from this book. And I'll tell you, if we'll follow, if we'll follow what Christ says to the churches, we'll overcome. If we have ears to hear, we'll overcome, eyes to see. And um, uh, let's, I'm going to turn it over here to Laodicea real quick. Because he says something to Laodicea, which applies to what we're saying. Um, let's see. Uh, give me a second here. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shame, shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. See? <laughs> I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. The gold we find in the fire is gold that goes through the persecution. You go through the fiery trial, and then you become rich. We we he, we go through trials. We become rich, and clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful neck. Because the white clothes we wear, it says in Revelation, will be our will be our righteous acts. Amen. And then salve to put on our eyes so we can see. The salve to put on our eyes is from the spirit. God wants us to have spiritual eyes to see what's right and what's spiritual. I just wanted to, because uh, he's talking about ears to hear, 
We're supposed to be we're supposed to be clothed in white, clothed in righteousness. We're supposed to have the real riches, which is spiritual riches, and we're supposed to have our eyes opened by the Spirit so we can actually see. Man, man, oh, gosh, <sighs> just I'm getting happy. You have to excuse me. Just the happiness of the Spirit overcame me for a second. It's man. God has so much. If we'll stay dressed and ready for service, if we'll keep our eyes and our ears open, if we'll keep our heart attuned into what's right, if we'll have spiritual riches, which is which is eating his flesh and drinking his blood, if we will hold on to the right things, God has so much in store for us. This life is this isn't even the foundation. This is this is like the cellar. We're not even up to the foundation. The foundation is the return of Christ. Then, then he builds on that with the millennial reign. And then it's the, the new earth heavens and the new earth. So much is coming. Hang on. Don't lose your first love. Hold on to what you have. So, so, so no one can take your crown away. Man, hold on. Don't give up. He loves you and so do we. Have a blessed day. Amen.